Thank you very much for coming out. Welcome to the most festive of all festive cinemas here, splashing celluloid up against our silver screen right here in the dazzling confines of what used to be the corned beef district and is now the baseball cap with a flat bill on it district. Once upon a time, there was nothing but perambulating Hebrews of indeterminate age scootling up and down the street, scuttling like so many hermit crabs looking for another shell to hide in. And now it's nothing but hipsters and douchebags with their pants pulled way up. Sometimes girls in shorts looking for a douchebag guy, and what a bounty they find here on this block. There's lots of tennis shoes to be had, and there's still corned beef, uh, as antique as it is. And uh, uh, there's also the same newsstand that's been here as long as I remember. I was born in 1854, and the first time I came to LNA, it was a, a stagecoach uh, crossing, uh, and that's where cinema was born. And uh, I'm joking, of course, it's a comedy show. If at any point you feel encouraged to laugh, that would be real, real cool of you. Uh, if it's going to be this way all night, I'm going to treat the room like what you're acting like, like you've just come in from Gardena, and we're going to have some problems as the movie goes on because you won't be able to enjoy it as I cockslap you. Thank you for reacting finally to me. My name's Greg, Mayamo Gregorio, Asus Ordinus, and welcome to the smartest man in the world, Greg Proops Film Club. Here we are uh, once again at the Cine Family, where, uh, yeah, you can applaud there. They'll put a theme song on later, I'm certain. This is the uh, awesome separate uh, uh, film uh, club uh, podcast from my regular podcast, The Smartest Man in the World. We've decided to diverge uh, like a comet uh, and split into two and and make our own elliptical orbits uh, around podcast world. Uh, This one, of course, leaning more towards cinema in so much as it is only me talking about movies and then us batting it around afterward, which is the entire format of the show. Uh, We've shown a lot of great pictures. Uh, Last month we showed uh, What's Up Doc with uh, Barbara Streisand, uh, Peter Bogdanovich, uh, classic and uh, it was really uh, zany and what blew my mind yeah and I don't use that about a lot of movies a lot of movies have hijinks and a lot of movies uh, will, will exactly will, will purport uh, to be over the edge and off the hook and uh, pushing the envelope um, the What's Up Doc uh, rocked it so hard screwball style and uh, Ryan O'Neill and Barbara Streisand hilarious together uh, the goyish guy and the overly educated Jewish girl fucking talking a mile a minute it was breakneck and I think this movie tonight uh, if I can make an inconceivably poor connection between What's Up Doc and this movie is also very funny now <laughs> I think you'll find it's pacey and bursting with color, like all all Motivar movies. It's like he took a bunch of Twizzlers and a bunch of Starburst and chucked them at Liza Minnelli. And uh, what happened then was rich. No, what happened then was rich. Uh, If you like high heels and big hair and uh, women losing their shit, then Al Motivar is probably the greatest director of all time. He's extraordinarily clever. This was nominated for Best Foreign Language Movie, which is the most patronizing category in the history of the Academy Awards. Hey, I've got a notion. Let me just chuck this out. That all movies are of equal merit. Just because you can't understand it without subtitles doesn't make it less of a movie. Like, do you think in Germany when they give out the Golden Kaiser or whatever, or in Turkey when they give out the Golden Apple or whatever it is? I think it is the Golden Apple in Turkey. I received uh, the Golden Yak when I was recently in Tajikistan. It's Tajikistan's fourth highest honor in cinematic excellence. 
And uh, when they give those, when they give the Cesars and all those out, do you think they just think, oh, only movies from our country are good? A lot of international festivals entertain a broad variety of films from a lot of places. There's always been that awesome fascism here by Hollywood and the Hollywood studios to keep all of the good foreign films uh, at arm's length. And then every once in a while, they... That was really weird. They say this place is haunted. Haunted by Spanish drag queens. Who speak in a rapid Catalan that leaves you baffled and breathless with desire at the same time. You're confused. What do I want to do? Oh my God, those stockings feel good, but I'm a man. That was a really weird, really weird vocal ejaculation that just burst through there. Was something on screen too? I, I didn't see it. Wow. This has only happened two times before. Once Phyllis Diller appeared in a flaming pie over the crowd. And handed out lemon heads to everybody. The second time I was at a Waffle House, and I think, I think it was Peter Lorre. Uh, I'd ordered the pigs in a blanket, and I cut into the first one, and it was like, oh no, you're hurting me. And I was like, that's, stop it. Stop it. So I poured blueberry, blueberry, yeah, syrup on it, and that seemed to quell a lot of it. Till the end, uh, when uh, my friend ordered coffee mitchlog and the, the whipped cream was like, by God, sir, if there's one thing I like, it's a man who likes sweets at breakfast. <laughs> then I realized it was George Kirby, the impressionist from the 70s, hidden in my hash browns. That was a really weird diphtheria-like cough. <laughs> cough slash hidden laugh. That was a classroom substitute teacher laugh is what that was. Ha, 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 ha. Bullshit. Almodovar uh, was, had made a bunch of pictures before this, and he'd worked with a, a beautiful actress named Carmen Mora, who's the lead of this picture, and they had quite a little thing going. They'd made a bunch of movies. What have I done to deserve this? Matador, uh, something desire. What was it? Hey, everybody with the laconic delivery? Let's try this scene again. Greg is an important comedy personage who you are almost certainly in awe of, and yet are champing at the bit to get a chance to have some social intercourse in front of a room full of people in a class. Now, or cinema, when you get the chance, uh, let's hear a little bit of the enthusiasm and what it can only be described as a lifelong wait to talk to the man himself. All right? I don't need the fucking... Yeah, everybody's giving me the fucking, you know, David Carradine kung fu delivery here. I said, what was the name of the movie? And they went, Love, Desire. If you speak to me again, I'm going to put the heel of my hand up your trachea. Let's, let's try one that's a little more involved. All right, I'll be Greg. You be an unwashed, semi-literate film fan. <laughs> oh, we're at the Cine family. You're going to be an unbelievably well-versed and overly eager grad student at UCLA <laughs> who's just made a PhD-seeking film uh, called The Little Oranges. <laughs> at first, they gave you one of the guys from the film department uh, to shoot it, but you're a maverick, so you went to Scandinavia and found a Finnish cinematographer named Ulf Kapelnik. 
He'd only shot a couple of films before, a Finnish crime series called Snorbers, and a documentary about ice melting. Yeah, called This World is Wet. And you've just finished your picture, The Little Oranges, and then now uh, I've asked which El Maldivar film have I forgotten of the Carmen Mora ones, and uh, it's your turn to uh, chime in on the show. So what was it? Was, uh, there was... Um, uh, what have I done to deserve this? And um, Matador. And what was the what was the other one? Law of desire. Scott, is that you? What happened in my office was unspeakable. I can't believe I'm seeing you in public like this. You call yourself a man when you whimper at that moment. I guess I didn't coach you enough for this scene. <laughs> now you get the idea how Motivar worked in general. I'm joking, of course, uh, but please take it as seriously as you like. <laughs> I think El Motivar is best at uh, juxtaposing uh, unbelievably profound emotions uh, about humor and human interaction and particular insights into what... Um, what, I actually thought of the sentence I was about to say, discarded it, and then came back to it because it's so unbelievably awful, I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I sound like I'm on breakfast television in 1988, and I think you're going to like this part. You know, the thing about El Motivar is, he seems to know what makes women tick. <laughs> we'll be right back. He's uh, more sensitive than most uh, to uh, women and is, is, is particularly keen uh, in the areas of relationships and uh, particularly relationships with your mother. This one isn't necessarily all up in that, but uh, uh, he, he, I think that he joins those two things. And uh, uh, poignant looks at, at losing people and what loss is like and what uh, object tragedy is like to be treated like dirt and be part of an, uh, a wicked underclass and all those things. And at the same time, extraordinarily juvenile rape jokes. And, uh, and, and scatological humor. And I think that's what really uh, uh, distinguishes him. And everybody went really quiet on that. <laughs> I guess we won't be using the RJ phrase anymore during this film cast. Um, in any case, uh, 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 the thing I think that's fun is uh, going to pictures in foreign countries. Um, when you go in foreign countries, you have to go to see a movie. I mean, unless you speak a bunch of languages. For all I know, uh, uh, Scott, you, uh, you speak Czech as well as Finnish. And um, you're able to go all around the world and see pictures in different languages. But they usually show them in English in other countries and put titles on them. Uh, and uh, Although not Spain so much, do they? Mm, France more. But uh, when you go to these little theaters, like in Paris, I remember my wife and I went to see While the City Sleeps, which is like a late 40s or maybe early 50s. Fritz Lang movie with Dana Andrews and I'm, I don't know if I've talked about this before on the show if I have you can stop me if I haven't it, it, carry on uh, my wayward son there'll be peace when you are done Dana Andrews uh, in this movie was uh, in the midst of the grips of alcoholism and really was pretty drunk uh, while he's shooting it but he doesn't act drunk drunk um, because you know you're holding it together so the movie acting is more, the other person I can think of was Gig Young in a movie called Mark of the Devil by Gene Roddenberry who 
I think I've told this one, but it's really worth telling again. In the movie Mark of the Devil, uh, the man who created Star Trek uh, sets a gothic thriller uh, against a manor in England. The woman who played Nurse Chapel on Star Trek is the, is the witch. And uh, Gig Young and Robert Culp, yeah, you fucking heard me, wearing a medallion and a turtleneck. Uh, there was only one way to solve satanic mysteries in the early 70s, and that was by wearing a pendant. And... Uh, at one point, he says something to Gig Young. Be careful of this demon. You, I can't do Robert Culp. I'll, give it, I'll try to do Robert Culp. Be careful about this demon. He tinted shades, you know, kind of sexy. Like, sort of cornered you at the Playboy Mansion and is about to push you over a coaster. <laughs> and then uh, Gig Young, who was absolutely uh, effete and urbane in every movie and usually jaded as well. Uh, Gig Young in this one is pretty loaded, but he's going to say the line and he goes, <laughs> I don't know, well, I'll be... I'll be fine here with my slant again. <laughs> my wife and I watched it back maybe 15 times. The closest we could get was, I'll be fine here with my Icelandic ham. <laughs> be careful of the demon. I'll be fine here with my Icelandic ham. Yeah, Dana Andrews in that movie. So we go to see the, well, this, and he's a TV reporter in it. He's a, t, he's a gossipy TV reporter. And they've set the entire movie in a bar, which is excellent screenwriting and really kind of awesome kudos to the production manager for solving that problem after the first three days of shooting. This isn't working. He's, he, we're in the kitchen. He's teetering, you know. Why don't we just set him in a stool and have him light a smoke and see if we can get this fucking scene down? And I love Dane Andrews. This is no knock on him. If you've ever seen Best Years of Our Lives or Laura, he's, he's tremendous. And, uh, but he's kind of drunk in this. So they'll meet in the bar, and it's him and Ida Lupino, of course. Uh, Wasp-waisted cigarette hat and shit. You know, oh, have I had a day? Boom, you know. And uh, <laughs> Dane Andrews, you know, I'm afraid I'm going to have to go. It's time to write my program on. And you're like, Wow! <laughs> This is nap time is what this is. This is hors d'oeuvre time. So we went to see this picture on a rainy ass afternoon in Paris, maybe a Thursday at four, and the theater was packed. And you were like, fucking cinema. Did everyone read about it in Paris? I mean, granted, the theater held maybe 45, 50 people, and I think the bathroom was up in front, which is, I know I've talked about this on the show. When you go to Paris, if you go to the old-fashioned ones, the toilet's there, and it's one toilet for everyone, hello? And uh, and it's the only place you can do drugs, it's the only place you can do anything. And you have to make the march of shame to it and from it if it's during the movie. And we've seen African Queen, oh, what was it? Getting up during African Queen, not so bad. Getting up during The Bad Lieutenant, you, it's, you seem shady. You know, Harvey Keitel, you want to go home? You know, I can't do Harvey Keitel. Here's, here's Jay Moore. Here's Jay Moore doing Harvey Keitel. Because it's fucking good. Oh, the wrong button. I hate fucking phones. What a piece of shit. Here it is. Cock you. We showed Eyes Without a Face in October. Jennifer, you did a good job. If it was up to Greg, he would be Hitchcock every damn day. There's no jobs in this town, are there? People need Eyes Without a Face. 
You did a good thing. Say the goddamn words. I did a good thing. You're not going to die from your wounds. You're going to wish you were dead. You have no eyes in your face. But your father will make it right. Eyes without a face. And to Cineplex. What the fuck was Greg thinking? She did the right thing. Good for her. She's a good kid. <laughs> Thank you for listening to that. I can't believe how funny his fucking Harvey Cartel is. So we're in Paris and we're watching the movie. And as discussed on the show, the French crowd was taking it very seriously. My wife and I were laughing at the funny parts. Because it is, after all, a dark comedy. And uh, he, there's a scene where he shoots the radio out in his car and puts the police light on top and fucking drives through traffic like a madman. There's another scene where he's doing coke and... Uh, <laughs> Someone comes up the stairs and he goes, takes out his buzzer and goes, police business. And you're like, that's fucking, come on. <laughs> My wife and I are laughing. The French crowd's gnawing their glasses. <laughs> Get up in the middle of the movie. I have to use the bathroom. And, you know, you're facing everyone. So come down the Come out of the bathroom like this. So, if you have to use the bathroom tonight, uh, the bathrooms are in the back, of course, but um, it would be awesome if you dashed down front and ran back up, I think. It would give it a foreign cinema kind of feel that I can't give you. Uh, um, we, I think watching uh, foreign films on TV in foreign countries is equally as fun. I remember we watched um, Opera? Inferno. Inferno. Uh, notice her delivery was crisp and responsive. <laughs> Jennifer, stay after class. Uh, <laughs> my office hours are posted. <laughs> this is credit, no credit. And uh, I don't know why we're in a college bag tonight. Because it, it's such a rich premise, Greg. Why not mine it more? <laughs> this picture, as I started out to say, was nominated for a Best Foreign Language Film. But, of course, as you know, foreign language films are hard to understand because uh, there's words on the screen. And <laughs> dividing your attention between reading the words and watching the visuals is more uh, taxing than any other thing any cinema viewer could ever be asked to endure outside of watching a movie uh, that was in black and white, uh, which a lot of people can't do because it's not, it doesn't look how the world looks. Uh, th there are people who live without metaphor. They walk through the world and everything is as straight up as a pin prick in your ass when you accidentally sit on a tack that was in a chair that you had if chairs still had tacks. Uh, I've had people say both things to me, that they don't like foreign films because they're foreign, and they don't like black and white films because, you know, what... <laughs> um, I'm willing to let them live outside... <laughs> outside the purple sphere of poetry that I cast about me like a gossamer circle. In my spider-proof-like way, uh, I try to spin a web of poor similes as the evening wears on like a truck going down a road too harshly in the beating sun 
with gravel that should have been tended to long ago by a regretful farmer. So, uh, this is both in color and foreign, so you've got half the work done for you. It's going to burst right out at you. The movie that won Best Picture was Babette's Feast. I didn't know that. Uh, my friend told me before the movie, because I, I asked him. And uh, Babette's Feast won that year, which is also a marvelous foreign film. We should might show, might. Uh, if you've ever seen that one, spoiler alert, um, it's, li- it's just like Pacific Rim, except the ending's different. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Um, I'm looking forward to the sequel to Pacific Rim, Tectonic Plate. (laughs) And then the third installment, uh, Hot Asian Chicks Take Over (laughs) in a stoic way that makes you respect them. (laughs) That one's going to be Trey Show. Uh, So what I I want to talk about before we start the picture here, and you should cue it up right now. I don't know if it's free. Um, I found a a free movie the other night. This is going to interest no one in this crowd, but I'm going to put it out there anyway because one day this will be disseminated and tens of thousands of listeners, some as far as Guatemala and whatnot, will be uh, (laughs) sitting next to their radio or wireless or whatever device podcasts go out over. And uh, I have a steam-powered hand crank. uh, It's a Russian model from the 50s. Nuclear proof, you know, no, uh, doesn't pick up gay uh, signals. <laughs> Just a big black crank, and you, you know, and then uh, that's what I listen to podcasts on. But uh, whatever they're listening uh, um, uh, to out there, you finish the thought. <laughs> no, I remember it. Uh, the uh, uh, the Golden Globes were last night, and. Uh, this is where I wanted to go with this. Um, wow. I don't know if anybody watched it, but the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is a more loose bag of vagabond scoundrels than has ever been seen on the Spanish main in the 18th century. There are more ne'er-do-wells, hugger-muggers, layabouts, uh, r- r- rues, vampires, uh, uh, part-time lovers and fucking street urchins than you have ever. They're, they're, okay, there's two or three papers that you've heard of, like the London thing or whatever. And then there's people, literally, there's people from like the Prague Snoodle. No, no, no. Right? You know, there's no, the, the Viennese soccer tort. Vienna's paper of record where cinema is concerned. And they, get, they take gifts. You can just go to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. It's on Robertson. Uh, it's right on Robertson, right near Anna Walt Lumber. And uh, <laughs> knock off two birds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Enjoy yourself around Hollywood. There's a liquor store down the way from there, too. And then back up the other way is Chicone. How do you say it? Chicone. And, um, and that place, you might see some stars and stuff. And they have a beautiful breakfast. Um, <laughs> They do. It's fun. It's like Hollywood breakfast. People read the trades still. It's like, it's like Rod Taylor's there with Tony Curtis. You know what I mean? Like people, people have variety and read it like this. And then they go outside and have a furious smoke. And then they read, two more lattes. You know, and you're like, that's awesome. You're agitated over something you read in the trades. I, I wonder if it was a graph. I don't know if you can find the free movie I was talking about because what I was saying to the people who are listening is the free movie I found the other night was The Battle of Waterloo with Rod Steiger, okay? Now, 
I wanted to see something about Napoleon. I'd watched parts of it before. It's from like 1970, and it's the sort of the last of the great torpid dramas. They actually reenact the Battle of Waterloo for two and a half hours. That's what the movie is. Uh, and uh, they have real people in it. There's no CGI, anything as far as I could see, and no, you know, not even that many drops, really. It was just a giant open field somewhere, and they got 10 billion guys and put plumes on them. And... <laughs> They run at each other, and there's fantastic close-ups where uh, Napoleon is played by Rod Steiger, who, by the way, I don't know if you remember that um, Napoleon was a Jewish method actor (laughs) with a New York accent, because he was. When he left Corsica, the first thing he did was move to Brooklyn, and there... Because there's so many gestures in the movie, he's supposed to be Napoleon, and you know, like, oh my god, consternation or whatever, and he'll go, like that, and you're like... And there'll be big close-ups of him, a big close-up, and he'll go, and then he'll think it. He doesn't say it. Maybe I made a mistake. (laughs) Could this be the moment when I was wrong? It's really awesome in that respect. And then at one part during uh, the charge, the the British rush the French guns, and they're outflanked by awesome French cavalry who have those little square hats on top that are square up here that are really high. Then they wear gold braids and whatnot and white fucking bandoliers, and they have lances and shit. Fucking, it's really romantic. Um, Oh, there's carnage. Oh, and because it's a movie from 1970, a soldier breaks out in the middle of a scene out of the middle of a scene and goes, why? Why must we kill one another? Why must we be cruel to one another? Why? And, from the back, come back, Charlie, you'll get hurt. He's from the British lines. Come on, Charlie, come back now. But why? Why must we hurt one another? Then at the end of the movie, Wellington's riding through the carnage after the battle and has a very pertinent line and this is the other reason it's from 1970 uh, he says right because we, we do movies now you know uh, like that are in the mold of Stormtroopers was supposed to be a pointed parody or whatever or as pointed as Paul Verhoeven can point a camera uh, there's always an element of Joe Esterhazy you're not actually kidding do you know what I mean? That's the, with Paul Verhoeven. You're like, I get it. It was a big Nazi joke, except. Um, so at the end of, uh, which picture was I talking about? Oh, Napoleon. At the end of Napoleon, Wellington rides out and he goes, uh, there is nothing. The saddest thing of all, besides a lost battle, is winning the battle. And he's looking at all the dead bodies and shit, right? So that means war's bad, even though Wellington just kicked everybody's ass. At the end of Patton, Patton goes, uh, 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 and they would give you a Roman triumph and the slave would stand behind the general and go, all glory is fleeting, right? So, so that's supposed to be your big caution that don't kill everybody like these two guys did during these five-hour epics. And at the end of the movie, he's riding along, his horse picking the way through the corpses, and there's the guy who screamed, why, earlier. He's dead now. You haven't seen him die. You just see him dead at the end. And Wellington looks down at him, and the voiceover of it comes over. <laughs> must we hurt one another? (laughs) Maybe you do want to watch it. It's free. Pretty good copy, too. Pretty good fucking copy. So I don't know if you can get this one free, but if you can, good for you. Uh, And if you're bootlegging right on. And uh, if you have it on, it's from 88. If you have it on LaserDisc or Beta, cheers. (laughs) 
So uh, strap on uh, your highest shoes and uh, put on your glasses uh, that divide all the primary colors into the secondary colors because you're about to go. If Vincent Minnelli and Liza Minnelli had a baby with Boonwell, it would be a lot like this. <laughs> strap on and get ready for Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown by Pedro Almodovar, 1988. <laughs> Fantastico. What a fun picture. Whoa. What an abrupt ending to that fun picture. Uh, how delightful is that movie? It's really wild, right? I remember the 80s being, uh, uh, you know, shallow and void of any significance, but then you watch this and you're like, it wasn't that bad. Although the uh, feminist lawyer's outfit. Wow. That's quite a collar there you've got there, Lori Partridge. That's pretty freaky. Uh, uh, the colors, uh, everything she's wearing, she shifts from red to blue later and then back to red at the end. And uh, her friend comes in in that striped skirt thingy. Uh, and the giant creepers, fantastic. Um, also, the... Uh, the, the spurned wife, not only her dues, but all of the get-ups. What, what, what year did she go in the hospital? 20 years before or whatever? Like she came out like Jackie O. Was... The triumphant shot on the moving walkway at the end where her hair is in the band and it's just shooting everywhere. And the one on the motorcycle, that is a fucking crowd pleaser, man. Just her going, yes. It's really, it's really an empowering picture. Uh, like I said, it didn't win the Oscar, but there you are. Uh, lots of things don't that are good. In fact, most things don't that are good. Um, Robbo's got a microphone there. If anybody wants to chat about the picture for a second, and then we'll spin off into this cinematic dusk. Once again, we'll fade to black and um, move on with our lives. <laughs> Carmen Mora made a bunch of pictures with Almodovar, and then they had a tiff, I believe, and then they didn't make any pictures together for 18 years or something after that. But she's fabulous in this. Yes, Lou. Hi. Uh, I usually ask what your name is, but I know you, Lou. <laughs> um, one footnote on your commentary about the uh, Academy of Foreign Language Films. Yeah. And you would know this spending so much time in Great Britain. BAFTA uh, is even more haughty because the category is best film not in the English language. Yeah, right, 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 right. We, we've deigned. To, to some, some of those lesser cinematic countries like Germany and... France. <laughs> My understanding is that cinema was invented everywhere simultaneously, right? Uh, in four or five countries at once. Just about. And um, yeah, I love that. Not in the English language. Well, that reminds me of years ago, I, I was in London and uh, it was the 94 World Cup. I was, uh, you know, seven or eight. And... Um, <laughs> And uh, we were watching a, a match with Germany. It wasn't England playing Germany, but it was someone else in the cup, like maybe even Ireland in that round. And I remember we were in my living room, and uh, the announcer came on and went, because they're... <laughs> the announcer came on and went, you can hear the crowd singing in the German tongue. <laughs> and all the English people watching the football game with me in the living room were like, Typical. Oh, yeah. No, it went around. It went around and around. I was like, wow. Oh, look, a Lancaster. 
you know, it was really, it was Battle of Britain time again. Uh, anybody else? And then we'll, like, although I could stay on England's racism all night long. What? Hi, what's your name? My name is William. Hello, William. What do you make of uh, the fact Was I like pulling teeth or what the fuck, William? I mean, I'm, jo- <laughs> I'm joking, of course, William. What do you make of the fact that there's one of the women makes uh, a comment about men are so complicated psychologically you cannot understand them. But in fact, I think the motives of all of the men, of the male characters in the movie are pretty transparent. And- uh, yeah. <laughs> one dimensional rounds them out. <laughs> But they're both cute as the Dickens, you notice. He's a hot older guy, and it's Antonio Banderas as, 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 as the Cary Grant, oh, golly, character. Yeah, they, no, they're totally one-dimensional. But I think that's what they're there. They're, they're props to play against uh, the women's rage. The second time she throws something through the window, fantastic. Um, and the, here's something that I found refreshing that probably no one else will, but I'm like that. Um, after the shooting at the airport where no one got hurt and it was clear that the police took away the culprit. Notice they didn't close the airport and cordon it off and make everybody walk back to their car. Yeah. 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 Nostalgia. Let it wash over you. She asked to use the phone everywhere she went and people communicated with message machines and phones. Uh, And no one was bored. Oh, and there were clocks, great big clocks with faces on them. And no one went, oh, my God, what's happening? How come she just didn't make a note to herself on her smartphone and then later... Yeah, I think there's someone in the back, Rob. Oh, I see a, a fellow waving his hand. No women ever want to talk to me. And after this movie, I thought we'd all want to chat. <laughs> Hi, what's your name? Ken. Ken? Yes, sir. Hi. Uh, was, maybe I missed something, but was anyone else... It was a Spanish movie. We just showed it. <laughs> Was there a movie, um, did they resolve the Shiites that were going to... Oh, no. One. One. Not only did they not resolve them, they're arrested, but they're also hijacking a plane. Yeah, I didn't understand. No, no. You, yeah, no. I, I'm with you, man. That part's perplexing. And which one did she sleep with? The ugly dude they showed? The guy with the teeth? You were like, okay. Because she looks at the TV and goes... You know, like, Wow. She did let guys take advantage. One of the best lines in the movie is, I said to him, you should have told me that. (laughs) No, there's no, I wouldn't get caught up in a lot of, you know, details. Like any good screwball, it just takes its own pace and everything. Douglas Sirk would be the other director, I think, that uh, takes after a lot, uh, because there's always that drama. But this one's straight up funny, and it's not too tragic and shit. Although, aren't you kind of rooting for her to at least wing him at the end? You know what I mean? You don't want him to take three slugs like Michael Douglas in Perfect Murder or whatever, but two slugs, is it? Uh, But uh, you do want him to get clipped, but he doesn't. But I like your week, and he goes, I know Fantastic character. Really one dimension. Well, that, okay, well, if that's it, then uh, thank you very much for coming out. Next month, my hope is, and my fervent wish, uh, is that we uh, show Rushmore on uh, the 17th. A per- 17th? A particular favorite of mine and a lovely motion picture by Wes Anderson. Uh, in my, my favorite of all the Wes Anderson movies. Um, uh, 
Yeah. Uh, I think it's, for me, uh, Igby Goes Down and um, uh, Rushmore might be my two. What decade are those from? Are those late 90s? Yeah. I, I really think they're outstanding movies uh, from that period. And The Celebration. We're not going to show The Celebration because I want you all to live your lives. Uh, thank you very much for coming out. This has been the Greg Proofs Film Club. You've been the grooviest crowd in the world. May every page that you turn be a social page. May every bell that rings be a cool papa bell. And if you have to buy bonds, make sure they're buried. Thank you and good night.